Oh, trying to connect. Oh, I guess we're live. You know what? Did, I, did I hook up to your Wi-Fi before we started? Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if I can we check that say, really quickly. We might say goodbye for a minute. On, I'm on her. I'm on her Wi-Fi. Oh, you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I just checked. Okay. Um, hi everyone. Hi. Jazz hands. We are live here at Shannon's house today. Yes. Thank you for hosting. Thank, Thank you, for, you hosting for driving. What your friends won't tell you. <laughs> Thank you for driving to what your friends won't tell it you. It has been a weird week. I don't know if anyone else. Ooh. I did have a friend call me and she goes, Suzanne, what is going on this week? Because it has been a weird week, and I would have to completely agree. It's been yes. a weird week. But we are here, and today we want to talk about a couple of issues that um, people had reached out to us and said they really wanted to, to the tools to deal with these issues. Yeah. And so um, the first is pervasive loneliness. Yes. And what I think people don't understand, and because um, I've had th these feelings Me too. before, I think everyone's had these feelings. Me right is, now. <laughs> Is that, you know, you're married, you have children, yeah. you have great friends and family around you. Yeah. How can you be lonely? And yeah. so that's what people say to me. And I don't think people really understand what that means, the loneliness. Mm -hmm. So what, there's a couple little fun facts to this. First of all, you're never lonely with dogs <laughs> that are barking all the time. Welcome it. them. We got Ryan, them for keep the them down. <laughs> we got them for the pervasive loneliness. And they're working really hard right now. So first thing um, that I found so interesting when I started researching loneliness is that when you are in loneliness, you believe that, oh, Suzanne doesn't really want to talk to me. My neighbor really doesn't want to connect. So the first thing you do is you pull into yourself. So all those people say, but you've got all this great stuff. Well, yeah, when you're sitting at home at 8 o'clock and you're not picking up the phone and you're not reaching out, that's part of it, right? right? Um, the second thing is, let's look at the logistics of it. Because I was saying, you said you've been here, and I was saying I am here. So let's look at the logistics of it. Okay, you're married. That's a wonderful thing. How many people's husbands are working mm -hmm. at night? <laughs> Mm -hmm. So some people's husbands are working at night. That's one thing that's huge. Right. Um, some people's husbands travel for work. Um, the kids, even when I went through my divorce, and I'm sure you're there too, the kids hopefully go to bed maybe at 8 o'clock if you've got little ones. Yours don't go to bed at 8 o'clock. Right. I know that. <laughs> right. but I go to bed at 8 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> and mine didn't either. Right. But let's say you're a mom who's a single mom and you're putting those kids to bed at 7.30. You have like three or four hours of home alone, right? You're divorced. You don't have a spouse there. You're not dating yet. So that's one category. The second category, pick me, empty nesters, right? Mm -hmm. My house used to be so loud. I would just sit in my room and like pray, like, please let that radio turn out. Like, please right. let them stop yelling. Right. Please give me some silence. Oh my God. It's And midnight. now you have the silence. Total silence. Right. Right. Um, you know, widows. Oh my gosh. My heart breaks for widows. Their life is full and busy. And then all of a sudden, their spouse is gone and they're in significant grief by themselves with a dog, hopefully. Most people have animals and that really helps with loneliness, but these are the environments that this happens in. So yes, yeah, as you have friends, you have family of all of this. Okay, the kids are at their dad's, mm -hmm. you're divorced, you've got to go to work so you can't really go partying or do whatever. You're home, you're just trying to relax, but you're home for maybe five, six, seven, eight hours in an empty house yeah. because you can't really go out so there's no point in calling anybody but you can't really you've got some laundry to do in your home alone yeah I time. remember um, when my friend Tina who is watching right now Tina. when my friend Tina lost her mom mm. and I think you know even though she had such great friends and she has this, you know family and but but um, she just 
what she kept saying to me was, my mom, like if something happened to me, my mom is the only one that would really know right. because she knew where I was all the time. Yeah. And can you imagine that feeling of just like, you know, no one's really looking out for me, Yeah. you know? And I think yeah. that is such a hard thing to, 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 to live with and to sit with. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the pervasive loneliness people have lost their parents. Mm -hmm. They're at that 50-something, 60-something age. They've lost their parents. The kids have launched, and their kids love them, but they live in California. They're traveling in Costa Rica. Or they're, they're doing their life, which is great. They don't mm -hmm. live in the same city. So yeah, you have friends. Maybe you have siblings, again, who live far away, but it's that intimate connection with one or two other people, people. that live in your home, right. you know, that are seeing each other every day. Mm -hmm. And it really, it's powerful. So what are some of the tools that people can use to when, when they are in that lonely space? You know, I think just reaching out to someone really can help because, mm -hmm. but I, I am one of those people that I just think, well, no one really wants to hear from me right now. That's exactly it. So the first thing I really want to reiterate is if you're in loneliness, this is the cognitive distortion mm -hmm. that you're experiencing. It's not accurate, but it's a, it's a dysfunctional thought, but it's what we do. It's almost like when you're in depression, you think, oh, be, everybody would be better off if I was gone. What? what? Yeah. But people believe that. So that's a cognitive distortion. So the first thing is to reach out, reach out, reach out. Um, I found this article from Psychology Today and I thought it was really great. The first thing that it says is to talk to strangers. I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm an only child, so I feel like, I can't speak for everyone, for me, one of the things you have to come up against as an only child is pervasive loneliness. Yeah. You don't have siblings to play with. If you're in trouble or grounded, which I did a decent amount of, enough <laughs> to be home and not able to be with my friends. So then you're by yourself, especially if you're in a divorce home. My mom was divorced, so it was my mom, my grandmother. They both worked, they were busy. I was the latchkey kid. I am used to spending a lot of time alone, but everybody teases and makes fun of me. Nobody's a stranger, just someone I haven't met. Like you know, I talk to everyone. It's so funny you say that because you know, like for instance, if I go to a, a, a new yoga class or something, you know, and I don't know anyone, you know, one of the the greatest ways, and I always feel like, oh my god, can I do this? Or or, you, or for instance, going to a restaurant alone. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I was terrified. Mm -hmm. You know, me who you think is like outgoing and I can talk to anyone, like I would never think of going to a restaurant alone, but I did it. And when you start to talk to other people at the table next to you, yeah. or if you're at a yoga class, it's the, the woman's, you know, with her mat next to you, it just makes it all okay, Yeah, you know? Well, you know what? There's a new kind of theme I've seen lately in restaurants, which I find really cool. I've always been able to go to movies by myself, dinners by myself, lunches by myself, because I'm an only child. So mm -hmm. I've never been afraid of that. I know a lot of people really are. Yes. And I was always fascinated. It terrifies me. Yeah, a lot of people are fair. But, but I'll tell you what's a great trend now. A lot of these restaurants, last night we went to Bonefish Grill, mm -hmm. and when we walked in, it was packed, and we wanted to get to a movie, so we didn't want to wait the 45 whatever. Right. So the bar has, and a lot of restaurants have this. Bonefish has this. I'm picturing some other restaurants that have this theme where they'll set up a bunch of communal tables in the middle yes. of the bar, mm -hmm. and if you can sit at one of those, you can order your dinner. Right. So we did, and there was the loveliest couple. You know, the guy came up, young guy. He's like, is this seat taken? I said, I don't know. Are you weird? <laughs> You know, we started lighting he's like, Did he, he, goes, he, was? he goes, he goes, I am. He goes, my wife is significantly less weird. I go, well, put her there and maybe I can tolerate it. I mean, we had a fun banter. They sat next to us. We talked to them just, you know, not annoyingly, mm -hmm. but we had a few little, you know, snips here and there and it's, it, you don't feel, you know, you feel connected. Yeah. So if you're living alone, go to that restaurant, go sit at the bar. I did it. I lunched the other day, actually yesterday lunch. I went to the bar by myself in a restaurant that's real popular or whatever. And I brought my book. It's a great save. 
I didn't really feel like talking yesterday, but even if you bring your book, but then somebody sits next to you, the woman next to me did feel like talking, I think. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it, so I went ahead and read my book, but I could have at any point closed the book and we would have had lunch together because she was sitting elbow to elbow with me. So these are the kinds of experiences. Airplanes, people always run away from me because as soon as I sit down, I'm like, hi! You know, <laughs> so the people put their headphones in. Yeah, really? But there's these hi, opportunities. Tina. <laughs> hey, Tina <Mike>. says hi. <laughs> there's these opportunities to connect on the plane, at the restaurant, you know, wherever. Don't talk to the person in the movies next to you because that'll, that'll really make them mad. But <laughs> yeah. it says talk to strangers, start up a, co- a conversation on the cafe, you know, on the subway, in the cafe. So that's huge. That's one of their tools, which I agree with. I like with. that. Um, and I want to ask you about Sundays because Sundays are the hard ones for me, but I want you to continue with your tools. Yes. And hi, Tina. <laughs> and hi, Glenn. And hi, Ellie. Um, the next one is log off at least sometimes. So think about it. I could have missed the opportunity last night at the restaurant. I could have missed the opportunity. Well, I did miss the opportunity yesterday at lunch. It makes you feel more lonely. It really, Scrolling really through Facebook does. or Instagram, it makes you feel more lonely yep. because you're seeing all of these people yep. that um, seemingly have so much going on in their lives and have the perfect you know, husband or boyfriend or whatever, and it makes you feel worse. It really, really does. Yeah, so that's good advice. Log off. Log off, and so, especially, so combine those two. Talk to strangers and log off. Mm -hmm. You know, get off your phone when you're walking through Publix or whatever. Make those connections with the deli person. I mean, for me, being an only child, that's one of the things is I've never felt like I had family, Mm -hmm. so I created family. So when I walk into Publix now, I'm besties with my pharmacist. I know everybody, you know, they're waving, they're saying hello, they recognize me, I recognize them because I'm not looking at my phone, I'm not looking at my card, I'm not head down, I'm looking up, I'm chatting, I'm talking. So that's combining those two is big. And then the third one, drum roll, is be neighborly. I found this very interesting that Ooh, I'm bad at this. I know. I, I, am too. I, I found this interesting because at my old place, I used to pull I'm in so the garage bad. and put the door down. Like, Everyone's I don't want to like, be your Do neighbor. you know so and so down the street? I'm yep. like, no, I have no idea. Yep. <laughs> so bad. Yep. So that's true. But the, what they say is that, I mean, they've got serious research. So I really invite you that if this topic is speaking to you, go do some research because it's staggering. I'll move to that in a minute, but the third one is being neighborly, um, that you make sure you like wave to your neighbors in the morning, that you know, when you go for a walk in your neighborhood mm-hmm. with your dog, that's a great way I go for walks and I know everybody who's walking their dogs and you wave and talk. My neighborhood has great stuff like um, 4th of July parties and things like that. So participate in that neighborhood stuff. Research points to the value of strong ties and weak ties and, it under- and underscores that loose acquaintances such as neighbors serve an important role to connection. So again, this is going to feed And I will tell you, I've had neighbors that, my neighbor across the street, that just have saved me in so many different, Mm -hmm. you know, crises. (laughs) Crises. Um, They even say invite them over. Oh, yeah. Invite them over for coffee. Yeah. I'm not good about branching out, but literally, like, the home's right around me. (laughs) I'm really good friends with all of them, you know? No, that's good. Um, So talk to me about Sundays, because I think, you know, this is a day... For, that always for me is so difficult and I it's Family always day. it's always a day that you know you know you're going back to work so that's already like oh god I gotta go I'm going back to work but then for some reason it just I wake up on Sundays and I, like this depression comes over me what is that about that is about you being an empath and you feel the days of the week right and so you feel that this is the day of I've got to get back to work I've got to get back to disconnection mm-hmm. no more connecting with my friends no more fun no more loving on my kids I've got to get back to getting to bed early so it signifies the whole week Mm -hmm. so I think we had talked about this before but a reminder a couple things number one 
put your chores on Saturday, not Sunday. Yeah. Clear Sunday. So on Saturday, try to make it fun for sure. But like if you can integrate your picking up your dry cleaning and maybe do the groceries. Like Saturday morning is the best time to grocery shop. It Nobody is. knows that. There's no one is no there. one there. Go at seven o'clock. It's get, true. Get when Publix first opens their yep. doors. Like seriously, it's the best time to grocery best shop. Best time. Roll out of bed, throw your hair in a scrunchie. You're not going to see anyone you know, and go to go to <laughs> or Publix a hat. or a hat. Go to Publix, bang that out, pick up your dry cleaning. You know, throw a load of laundry when you're headed to the grocery store. Get your chores done on Saturdays if you can you know different moments at your home then Sunday is your play day so Sunday is your beach all day you don't have to come home to do laundry it's already done yeah. um, and try to plan something fun on Sunday night even if it's just if you think about it if it's a matinee and you get out at seven even for you you could do that yeah. grab a bite on the way home and be home in bed by eight right. but make Sunday your fun day and that way you don't have to have the dread. So you That's really should do Sunday fun day. Yes, <laughs> Sunday fun day. Um, okay, so we, we, we also, there were two topics we really wanted to discuss oh, today. Oh, sorry. My producer is moving faster than me. I'm sorry. Okay, so one more thing that I want to say. The reason why this really spoke to me, this, this really came to me personally, and I really yeah. wanted to talk about it. So the piece of my anti-loneliness is climbing on me right now, so forgive the distraction. <laughs> um, this dog. So... The pervasive loneliness, the reason it really jumped out at me is because people don't realize, and I, I have it in this article, I highly recommend you go Google the Psychology Today, these three moves will help you stop feeling lonely. It talks about the neuroscience and it says it is comparable, I'm trying to find that line, it talks about being comparable to, um, oh, it causes premature mortality and that Yes. So well, that makes sense because your connections, you really, I mean, that is the one thing that, yeah. that doctors say you yes. really need is those connections. Like yes. you need, like you have to get out of your house and get out of your head and get out of the space. Yes. Um, and you know, even if it's just, even if it's just go to a restaurant and talk to other people or go to your public yeah. and talk to other people, that connection is what really um, is what is really so important to keep you spry and young. I really feel it keeps you young. They literally said it lowers your risk of heart attack, that it is comparable to like a, a major neurological like illness, mm -hmm. loneliness, and can lead to. So that's why this was so near and dear to me is that people start with the pervasive loneliness. They move into some depression stuff. And there's tons of stats out there on depression and anxiety. The illnesses that it literally causes, causes. you, autoimmune disorders, heart attack, stroke, all this stuff that we're working so hard. Maybe you're going to the gym and you're doing this, but you're not talking to anybody at the gym, but you're right. going to the gym. You're doing all these things to be healthy. Work on the loneliness factor yeah. because they're saying it's as pervasive as some of these other illnesses. You know, I saw someone talking the other day and I think it was a therapist was talking about um, that, that what they see um, in the, the, the high number of people that, that report happiness in their life. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing that, that those people have yes. are healthy, happy relationships. Yes. And it just, it just goes to show you that like that really is so important. Yes. And not just, you know, not just going out there and talking to someone, but also working on those relationships that are very important to you, right. you know, and keeping those strong, keeping your, you know, the friends that you really connect with and keeping those relationships strong, keeping the relationship strong with your children and your, your, your parents. And well, that's what Lori's asking. What if it's hard to have those connections? And so please tell me more what you mean by that, because I think one of the things that you're talking about right now mm -hmm. is we have to put in the work if we can to keep those relationships strong, you yes. know, to keep those connections strong, to pick 
pick up the phone and call, to send a text, how are you today? I'm thinking about you, to take those two minutes to connect to people. Hey, let's get together for lunch Saturday. Having weekly appointments with people like friends. I meet with my Jojo every Thursday. We have lunch together. She's crazy. I'm crazy. If that wasn't on the books, I wouldn't see that girl for years. Yeah. But we do Thursday lunch. So you schedule know, and things. And I think the, the connection thing also comes from you know similar interests. You know, mm -hmm. I find that I connect with people that I have similar interests with. So you know, I you know I connect with a lot of yogis because I right. go to yoga every day. And if someone comes to yoga with me, like instant, you know, then we're instantly seeing each other every day because mm -hmm. I have to go to yoga. Right. And so that's a connection for me. So I think finding things that you really enjoy mm -hmm. and doing more of those and you will start to build those connections with with those same people because you'll see them you know every week or every day or whatever mm -hmm. you know whatever it is um, I, I think through through exercise that's where I find my connections because I'm gonna see that person every day anyway well you know what just struck me as I was just thinking about Lori and um, and I know for me, I've had a lot of health issues this year. And so that's why the loneliness has been a factor. Because when I was younger, I would just go. Yeah. Just go to the gym. Go to, go to yoga. Go wherever. And not yoga. Everybody that knows me is laughing and saying, you're not going to you're yoga. You're not going to yoga. But the thing, I can't get her to yoga yeah, to save my life. No, that ain't happening. But I just go and connect. And one of the things for people with health problems is they're stuck in their home. They're stuck with their phone. And they're not getting connections. So if you are that person... Like we talked about, when you're lonely, you assume nobody wants to connect. That's not true. Not true. Reach out and tell your friends, could you come visit me this weekend? Mm -hmm. Hey, Susan, I know you're can busy. We go, but can, can we go grab a, grab a drink? Can, well, you know, even can we go but grab if you're lunch? not feeling well, if you're not oh, feeling right. well, Probably asking not a drink. people to come to you. If you're <laughs> right. saying, you know, I'm really not feeling well, but I would love a visitor. Because right. I think it's this dance. If you're not feeling well, people assume you don't want a visitor. Right. And then you're assuming nobody wants, nobody has time, nobody right. wants to come sit with me. But you know what? Think about it. If you could have a visitor on a Saturday and a Sunday and you're right. not feeling well, two days out of the week, that's going to help with the loneliness. Yeah. So ask for what you need. Ask yes. people to come to you. We're so bad at asking for what we right. need, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Horrible. My dog has no problem asking for what she needs. <laughs> I often... And these dogs clearly yeah, don't either. I often like, I want to be Henry when I come back. Right. He's got it made, yeah. you know? Um, do we want to switch gears now? We can, and I just want to acknowledge that Glenn um, says he works from home, so he always has to go out on his day or night off. So yeah, you have to be conscious of making those connections, but also inviting them in. Right. Yeah. Um, so we, the other topic we wanted to talk about is is letting go of people, which is kind of you, you would think it's, it's the opposite, connected. but it's all connected. Um, and so someone hit us up and said, we, you know, I'd really like you guys to tackle, you know, how to let go of a of a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, I just can't seem to let go. And um, I think this is connected because what happens is when you're feeling lonely, you keep those people around that, you know, even if they are toxic, just because it feels good and it feels comfortable. It doesn't feel good. It, it feels doesn't like feel crap, good, but, but it, it feels does, better than. It feels better than lonely. Right, lonely. Or you tell yourself it feels, feels better, better than, than lonely. lonely. It exactly. really doesn't. It really feels pretty <laughs> crappy. But here's the thing. So, so here's the thing. You keep people around because you have what my mom. I'm not going to steal my mom's uh, thing. You're going to quote her. I'm going to quote her. <laughs> the last bus syndrome. We believe when we're in this relationship with this crappy person 
that there's nobody there's else buses. coming. There's no buses coming. <laughs> right. That this is the last bus coming. Right. And I love the concept that there's a bus running every 20 minutes. Like there are other buses coming, but if you're terrified to let go of what you have, mm -hmm. you're not going to attract or catch the next bus. You can right. only be on one bus at a time. Right. I mean, you could be on other buses, but that's a whole, that's a different discussion. <laughs> Um, most people can only be on one bus at a time. <laughs> that would be a dirty bus if you are on more than one. <laughs> That's bad. That was a whole um, other topic. Well, you know, here's the other thing that I will tell you in getting rid of toxic relationships. And what, what you're doing is you're giving away your power, too. Mm -hmm. I think if you can really... And, you know, I think people think if I'm in a toxic relationship or if I have someone that's not good for me that I just need to like, okay, it's over. We're done. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and I think there's a way to start to take back your power that's not so dramatic mm -hmm. and you start to make decisions that are right for you and not right for the other person. That is awesome. And building what, I love what you're saying. So instead of thinking, let me cut this off right. and then you're going to be pervasively lonely and then right. you're going to want to go back. Right. Instead of that, what you're going to do is step back slowly is mm -hmm. what you're saying, but also build, I say, fill in your life. Yes. And then you slowly wean them out. So instead right. of like making the cut and then being lonely and being depressed and staying home and crying, mm -hmm. start doing the things that are right for you. you. Start, you know, doing your yoga, going to your Thursday lunch, going to your Thursday dinner, going to your girls' night. Create a girls' night. Create things so now you can't get with them on Wednesday because you're doing your girls' night. And on Thursday, you're doing yoga. And then on Friday, so you wean back. Right. And then all of a sudden, you turn around and you have a full life that they really don't fit in anymore. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And, and you know, it doesn't have to be this dramatic thing. I think that's the whole point. I mean, someone had said to me that the 4%, like if you just start to move 4% in the direction that you want, mm -hmm. you know, it will start to add up and you'll start to get to where you want. And I think that works for anything, not just for relationships or, you know, it's if you're trying to make a major career change or any sort of life change, just start to move in that direction um, a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. And you will notice after a while that you are making these changes. When you look back in two to three years, you're saying, wow, my life is significantly di different, you know, when I start to take care of myself and really recognize, um, you know, that maybe this person is not the best for me. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it depends on who the person is too. You know, if it's a, if it's a mother or a family member, mm -hmm. you know, that can be more difficult to end those yeah. relationships than, say a love relationship. I love what you're saying about the 4% because if I ask anybody out there, there's so many people that want to write a book. Mm -hmm. And if you tell somebody, oh, you should write a book, everybody's like overwhelmed instantly, yeah. I right? I write a book. No, I, it's <laughs> like I'm reading a book right now that's this thick. How are you going to write that book? Mm -hmm. But I bet they did five pages a day. Mm -hmm. 365 days times five pages a day is a big book. book. Yeah. So just doing a little bit at a time. I love your outfit. Where'd you get it? That's so sweet. That's so my, sweet. My outfit? I know this outfit. Oh, Suzanne, I love your outfit. Where'd you get it? Where did I get this? It's just a shirt. I don't remember. I think I got it like TJ Maxx. We are TJ Maxx girls. Mm -hmm. And Marshalls. Hey. And Marshalls. I think I actually did get it at TJ Maxx. There you but go. The, the problem with TJ Maxx is you have to spend some time. Time. Yeah. yeah. You got to spend some time going through. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, any other one, questions? Did you have any other? Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else on toxic relationships, if anybody else has questions. So the last bus theme, um, boy, that's just a really, really, really tough one. Mm -hmm. I guess doing, you know, we always recommend books. So anything on um, 
codependency is going to help you kind of untangle from a relationship yeah. that's going to be And if you go important. back and look at our topics on codependency that will be it's you know really you get into these toxic relationships because and and you stay in them because you want to you're not taking care of yourself right really. I mean that's really what it comes down to mm-hmm. and when you start to fill your life and take care of yourself and take your power back um, you will n- that that person won't fit into your life so much anymore. And really, it doesn't have to be a dramatic thing. It can just, you know, with even with friends, it can be just calling them less or not going to, you know, the things that you saw them at as much as you used to anymore. So those kind of things. Just, you know, starting to say no, mm-hmm. I think, is, is going to be your favorite word in those kind of situations. And if you're finding yourself, because the person that asked us about this was saying, like, she kept going back into toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. If you're finding yourself looping in a toxic relationship that's dating, um, Pia Melody's Love Addiction is a fascinating book. And mm-hmm. people find it really helpful because... A lot of times you're not in love, you're in addiction. Mm-hmm. And so as you know, addiction's really hard to battle. So if you're in love addiction, it's like you just keep looping around and around and around. Yeah. So that's a really another good book to give a look and, at. And you know, uh, Shannon says this all the time and you know, I really believe this that you know, if you keep going back, it's just you have another lesson to learn mm-hmm. and you're going to keep getting that lesson until you learn it yeah. and you know don't beat yourself up yes. don't beat yourself up it just yeah. means you're still learning this lesson and eventually you know you will learn it mm-hmm. if if you really work on it right you know if you really work on making sure that you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself you will learn that lesson the poem is a reason a season and or a, a lifetime, lifetime. <laughs> read that poem a reason a season or a lifetime it's like you know what maybe you need to do another round Right. Or maybe it's going to abruptly end and it's time for the next season. Right. And some people are for a lifetime and you'll figure it out. So, and hi, Erin. All right. Well, um, we did want to say that um, these videos are really, really, really meant to help you. We really hope that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, that is why Shannon and I started What Your Friends Won't Tell You. Um, if you have any comments or if you have um, any show ideas, we would love, love, love to hear from you. If this is um, bringing up stuff for you, if it's um, sparking something that you might need to get help, please, please, please seek out a therapist. Yes. Um, we are not meant to be a therapist. Yeah. We are not meant to be <laughs> your, your therapist. therapist. But hopefully we are inspiring right. you because you I think a lot, of people, yeah, a lot of people are yes. afraid of therapy, but yes. they love the videos and it's like, well, this is what therapy is. It's yeah. it's talking about our stuff and it's working on ideas and it's sharing and being vulnerable so if you love this please consider finding a therapist that is perfect for you so that you can tackle these on your own with your own personal therapist yeah yeah all right guys well thank you for watching what your friends won't tell you we appreciate you uh being live with us today and uh we're gonna post a video each week and don't forget to like our page and share and share our videos that is the highest compliment Compliment. you can give us and if you have any ideas don't forget to um, leave them in the comment section all right bye everyone oh and who henry says bye to monkey dog says bye. (laughs) bye